Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo and it's just a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. And you know, in this broadcast, I want to cause you to think about some things that are really, really powerful with regard to your Christian walk and being effective in the kingdom of God. So before we get started, and I see you guys jumping on, so that's wonderful. So before we get started, I'm going to open in a quick prayer and then we're going to dive right in. So Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for for just, Lord, everything that you've given me to share tonight, Lord. Father, I pray that your word that goes forth tonight, Lord, would be received into the hearts of those who hear and those who will listen to the replay or listen to the podcast or YouTube or wherever they will see or hear this message. Father, I thank you that your word is true. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your precious sacrifice, Lord, to set us all free and to live for you and to be effective for you. And Father, right now, I just thank you for everyone that is joining tonight. And Lord, and, and again, who will watch the replay. And Lord, we just give you all honor and praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Welcome, welcome again to The Victorious Life. I love seeing your comments. It's just, it's wonderful. But because this is, uh, you know, just 30 minutes and, you know, it goes on, um, you know, YouTube and everything, I can't say hello individually to everybody, but I do see you guys and I will go back and read your comments later. So I just appreciate every one of you. So with that, I've got some things to share tonight, as I was saying before, that I really want to cause you to think about some things in your life, where you are now, and being more effective for the kingdom of God. And here's the deal. You know, if I had to title this something, because I had a few different things on my mind, and the Lord just kind of had me put them together tonight. And so there's a couple of different things that I want to cover. And I love all the hearts. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Um, God is so good. He's so good. And I appreciate that you will receive this word of truth with gladness. And I declare that the enemy will not be able to steal it from you in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. So what I was seeing is if I had to title this message, I'm calling it, Let the Gospel Change You So You can go and change the world because every single one of you have a sphere of influence, whether you realize it or not, you know, even, even on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, anywhere you post anything, people are watching and a lot of people are closet watchers. They'll never even tell you that they saw your stuff, but they're watching. They're watching their, your life. They're watching the things you say. They're watching the things you do. So you want to make sure that whatever you do, it brings God glory and you're effective for God's kingdom. And I don't know why the Lord, well, this is for somebody, but don't ever slander anyone who's in the kingdom. Who, If they're, you know, declaring um, God's word, you know, in any capacity and it is changing lives, no matter what you think of them, don't slander because, you know, even, even Jesus said, if they're you know, how do I say this? If they're preaching God's word in any capacity, then, you know, leave them alone. Let God, you know, if you find error, 
don't put it all over Facebook. Maybe send them a message if you want to, you know, in, in a nice way so they'll listen to what you have to say. People will generally be okay to be corrected if you say it in love. You know, so I don't know who that was for. Definitely wasn't in my notes, but I just think that's important. So, changing or letting the gospel change you so you can change the world. It starts with understanding the good news, right? The gospel. The gospel. What's the gospel? Well, right? And, and what this means for a born-again believer. What is the gospel? What does it mean for a born-again believer? And, you know, how can you be effective with the gospel to save those who are not yet believers? Okay, so what's the gospel? Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. And we know that in the Greek, salvation, the word sozo, right? Which means to be healed, set free, delivered, made whole. Made whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That's what Jesus paid the price for. But let me, I'll just read the scripture. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation. Um, for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also the Greek, right? Or the Gentile, to, to, to us who are non-Jews, right? But the power of God, how? How? Okay, because it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. How? Faith in Jesus Christ and what Jesus did. Jesus paid the price with his own blood, with his own life, so that you and I could be set free. Now, let me just say this. Healing, right, happened at the whipping post when he received those stripes. By his stripes, you were healed, okay? But being made whole, meaning, you know, sins forgiven and everything um, at the cross. So it, the, they were two separate events, but together, sozo. Jesus did it to make you free. <clears throat> and the beautiful news is that God didn't stop there because after Jesus died, right? He was buried. God resurrected him. God the Father, through the Holy Spirit, on the third day, resurrected Jesus. This is beautiful. So that we could be saved, set free, right? We were healed by the stripes, by his stripes, but we were completely set free, forgiven of sins, you know, washed clean because of the cross, right? Because of what Jesus did. And, but it doesn't stop there because now we we, God has, Jesus has passed the baton to the disciples, right? The apostles. And then that was passed to you and me. And it's supposed to continue and continue and continue. Okay. So Jesus now wants you and me to go and help to get others saved by telling them, sharing the good news gospel, right? What Jesus did for them and that he loves them. And it's up to them to receive him. But boy, if they do, they can be set free. They can be healed. They can be delivered. They can be free. And here's the thing. You can, you know, we've got um, a mandate and I'm going to get into this. But, okay, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I just get really excited. But because Jesus, you know, his stripes, he was crucified. And then he was died, buried, and was resurrected on the third day, well now we, you and I, get to take part in saving others, right? And Jesus saves them, but we get to 
share the good news with them, help them to get saved, and Jesus has given us, you and me, believers, his believers, who born again believers, he's given us his spirit so that we can be a witness for him in power and cast out devils and set them free. But you don't want to stop there because then you've got to get them discipled. Either, you know, you're going to disciple them or you're going to point them to a resource, you know, um, of a place that you know is speaking the truth. It could be these videos, but, you know, you want to give them all the resources you can, you know. Um, so, I mean, maybe it's, it's a, you know, another really great pre preacher that you know, you know, someone that's um, been really pff, amazing and, and I can't even... I don't even have words, but I thank God for this man of God named Curry Blake. And I am telling you this man, I'm hoping to have him on the broadcast in a couple of weeks. And oh boy, you do not want to miss this. I am telling you, you will not want to miss this. But anyway, and I and listen, this isn't to glorify a man, but I am telling you that you don't want to miss it. And I'll just leave it at that. So God uses people. And we've got to be effective for his kingdom. Glory to God. So how are we going to be able to, you know, go and get people saved and set them free? Okay. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus said to his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Okay. Then in Mark 16, 15 through 18, Jesus gave the great commission, which is for every believer today. Okay, and Jesus said to them, go into all the world and proclaim, proclaim the gospel to the whole, you know, to, to the whole creation, meaning people. <laughs> I mean, you know, to all of creation, he's talking about the people. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe, right? In my name. In my name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink, and now listen, you don't go tempting and bringing in serpents to see if you can handle them. That, don't do that. That's ridiculous. Paul did not do that. He got bit by a serpent and he shook the thing off and it never hurt him. Okay, but Jesus said they will pick up serpents with their hands and they will, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Listen, Jesus gave this commission to his believers, to his followers, to those who would receive the words, you know, of his words, the words of the disciples and would keep carrying this out. It was supposed to be not just for them, but Jesus said for all who would believe. Okay. So as a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, right, you've already enlisted in God's army. If you are a believer, right, if you're a born-again believer, you have already enlisted in God's army. You know, if you think about, I don't want to even like, ugh, like there's so many forces of evil out there and people promoting evil and, and witchcraft and all this stuff and, you know, these, these people on TV whatever, Chris Angel, just saying, listen, I am telling you right now, it's demonic, but these people are, they're out there spreading the evil. We need to stay, take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ and not just with words. 
We got to come in the power of the Spirit. And that's why, of the Holy Spirit, that's why it's so important to be born again. People are sick and dying all around you every day, right? And God has given us his authority. He's given us his word, his name, and his spirit and said, go. He's given us the great commission to go and, you know, help to get people saved and set them free get them discipled and so that they can also be in God's army. <clears throat> you know, so here's the thing. It's time to get active. If you are in God's army, it's time to get active. You don't want to be sitting on the sidelines and you don't always want, listen, if you're struggling with something, it's okay to ask someone maybe who has more faith than you or whatever, you know, to pray with you or to minister healing to you. But as believers, we are supposed to be the ones laying the hands right? Healing is supposed to be a sign for unbelievers. We're not even supposed to be sick, technically. You know what I mean? We're born-again believers that have the word of God, that have the name of Jesus. We really have to understand and have the Holy Spirit, and we understand the authority that Jesus has given us to go in his stead, right? Jesus was our representative on the earth, and now we're his, right? There was that he is sitting at the right hand of the Father, but His Spirit is at work in every believer today who will recognize it and go forth in His power. Okay, so you want to get active, right? And this, this brings me to my second point, which is being a doer of the Word and not just a hearer only. I'm telling you, this is, this is so important because you might think, well, I don't really know the word that well. Like I'm just learning or I'm in training, you know, and a lot of times, you know, it isn't to put churches down, but a lot of times the church, a lot of churches, they'll say, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. Just sit, just wait. No, Jesus said, go, right? He even commissioned like the 72, go out, right? And they came back. Wow. Even the demons are subject to us in, in your name. There shouldn't be a long waiting period. If whatever you, listen, if you know John 3.16, you know, I, I've heard it put this way, then you should be preaching John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only uh, begotten son and those who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. You can help to get people, you know, saved with that. Whatever you know, you need to do. And if you don't know much yet, then you need to get in the word because faith comes by hearing. Hearing, okay. Okay, James 21 to 23. I've got to give you the word because it's God's word that counts, not Lisa's word. God confirms his word. That's why I'm always giving you the word, the word, the word. Okay, James 121 to 23 says, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and every expression of evil and humbly receive the word planted in you planted in you the word of god planted in you which can save your souls right be doers of the word and not hearers only otherwise you're deceiving yourselves it says for anyone who hears the word but does not do it is like a man who looked in a mirror and forgot what he looked like, right? He walked away and he forgets what he looks like. It's, he says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, that's the law of the spirit of God, right? Because of what Jesus Christ did for us, set us free. 
It's, it says, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, right? That's the word of God. Because when you, if you look at the fruits of the spirit, it says against such there is no law. It's the perfect law of liberty. Okay. So it says, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, but you do it, then God will bless you for doing it. Isn't that awesome? That is, that's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Matthew seven twenty four. I just want to give you a couple others. Therefore, Jesus said, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Right? When the storms of life come, you won't be tossed all over the place because you built your house, yourself, on God's word, the rock. And you then can be strong for someone else and give them the word. Okay, I hope this is making sense. Luke 6, 46, Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but don't do what I say? Wow, right? You got to stop calling him Lord if he's not really the Lord, uh, your Lord, right? We got to make him Lord in every area of our lives, you know, and we're all working on that. Whatever area of your life you know needs improvement, you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. You know, um, let me just say this. Whatever area of your life still needs work, you probably haven't made Jesus the Lord of that area because whatever he would tell you to do, you would just do it. Mm, glory, right? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, faith without good deeds is dead. And let me tell you something. There's all kinds of controversy about this and what people want to say. Listen, this is the word of God. It's not performance and good deeds that get you saved. No, it's faith in Jesus Christ. But if you want to see those results, you've got to do good. If Jesus is really your Lord, right? We're made in his image and we, God, his purpose for us is to conform us. He wants to conform you into the image of his son. He wants to, you to be like Jesus, right? Christ in you, letting Christ live through you, right? You don't have a little light that shines. You have the light of the world in you. Glory to God. Okay, let's look at James 2, 14 through 20. It says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say that you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? This is the word of God. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, I love that he gives an example there. You see, it says faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it's dead and useless. So you could say you have faith till the cows come home, but what are your actions showing, right? It says, now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, this is James talking, how can you show me your faith if you don't have any good deeds, right? He says, I will show you my faith by my good deeds, you say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. He says, even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? That's so good. So good, right? Okay. 
It says in James 2.22 that Abraham's faith and his actions worked together and made his actions, uh, made his faith complete. That's awesome. So your faith and actions go together and it will make your faith complete. Glory to God. Now the last point that, that I want to touch on tonight is sowing and reaping. You know, this isn't rah-rah, right? Like a message that people are like, oh, I just want to hear about faith and the blessings and, you know, all the, well, you are hearing about faith. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, people a lot of times are like, oh, just show me, you know, pray for me and, and you know, help me to get healed. And yeah, because people mostly want people to do things for them. As believers, we need to be the ones to rise up. You need to be the one that people are coming to for help, okay? Says, okay, it says, the last point, sowing and reaping. Okay, I need to make a point here, and I think this is going to bless a lot of you, and I think it's going to set a lot of you free. For those of you who watch Christian television, this is not slandering, this is truth. Whenever you hear a preacher say, Sow your seed and you'll be healed. That is not the word of God. That is not the truth of God's word, okay? What does God's word say? I tell you the truth, right? I'm telling you, be wary and be set free about that. Because I remember years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, I better sow a seed. And what are they doing? They're putting fear in you and it's, and, it's, and it's false. And I'm telling you, the Lord, that he is not happy with that because that is not true, okay? Jesus already paid the price in full for you to be healed. With his life, with his blood, by his stripes, you were healed. Not by your money. Just saying, okay? <clears throat> And that's 1 Peter 2.24. By his stripes, you were healed. Okay. Sowing and reaping is so important to understand because it pertains to your life. And, you know, I even thought about calling the message sowing and reaping, but I needed to talk about the good news. You know, this stuff was on my mind, you know, and sharing it and helping others to get free. So, sowing and reaping. Galatians 6, 7, and 8 says this. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. This is the key right here. Whatever a man sows, he will reap in return. Whatever a man sows, okay? For he who sows to his flesh, it says, will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Let me break that down for you a little bit more. It's really um, understandable. In the Amplified Bible, it says, okay, again, this is Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be, you know, pushed, uh, scornfully set aside, it says. Like people are like, eh, they scorn it and they mock it and they throw it, you know. God's not allowing that. He is not deceived. Okay, then it says, For whatever a man sows, it says this and only this is what he will reap. For the one who sows to his flesh, his sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impulses will reap of the flesh ruin and destruction. And it says, but the one who sows to the spirit 
right? You Meaning you let the Spirit of God live through you and you have faith in the Lord and you are doing as the Spirit, you know, you're doing the Word of God. That's what you're doing. That's what the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to do, the Word of God, okay? Okay, and it says, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Okay, so you can't say if you sow money, you'll get healing. Not the way it works, okay? Whatever that thing is that you sow, that is what you reap, okay? Now, if you, okay, if you want to talk about healing, sowing, sowing and, and reaping, if you want healing, go sow healing. Go pray for others. Go lay hands on someone, right? You have the Spirit of God living in you. That's sowing and reaping. If you sow healing, you're praying for others. You know, I remember Dodie Osteen, Joel Osteen's mom. They gave her like a week to live or something like that. She had cancer many years ago. She started praying for other people. She was healed. She sowed, she sowed healing. She was healed. And I know she stood on God's word. I'm sure of it. But she sowed healing, even though she was sick. And she was healed. This is the word of God. Whatever you sow, you reap. Okay. Now, if you do want to talk about money, this is what God's word says about sowing and reaping regarding money. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7 says, Consider this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And, and listen, okay, God's just, ooh, thank you, Lord. Okay. And what he means by that is, you know, sowing, many times it's a sacrifice, you know, when you give money. But he's saying, like, you might not have, you know, tons of money to give, but you give what you can really give. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't, you know, one person might give $10 and that's a lot for them. Another person might be able to give, you know, 200 and it's not a big deal. Okay, so, but it's a heart issue. Okay, so don't ever feel guilty that someone gives more than you when you, you're giving what you can give. God knows your heart. Lose the guilt about that. I don't even know why. It's just like I'm speaking to somebody right now. Glory to God. Be set free. Mm. Oh, wow. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just tired of, you know people out there trying to make people feel guilty like and trying to coerce them into giving money when listen is it right to give absolutely well let me finish the scripture <laughs> the word of god second corinthians 9 6 and 7 who consider this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously each one should give what he has decided in his heart to give right? Not out of regret or compulsion, right? Or like, oh, I have to, or else. No. It says, for God loves a cheerful giver. You know, maybe you sow your time. Maybe you sow, you know, it's whatever you sow, you're going to get more of. Now, each seed produces after its own kind. So if you sow money, you'll reap money. I'm just saying, you might sow $10 and you might get back 30 or 300. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, don't make a law out of that. I'm, it's just, it's, it's God's word about sowing and reaping. It's just, it's the truth of God's word that whatever you sow, you reap. You know, God will determine, you know, how it happens or the amount or whatever, or, or you'll, you'll confer with him and, you know, he'll show you. 
Okay, we're almost out of time. Proverbs eleven twenty four. I just want to give you a couple more scriptures about that, about, you know, with finances. There's Proverbs eleven twenty four. There's one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due. And yet it results only in want or lack. So Proverbs eleven twenty five. the generous man will be prosperous and he who waters will himself be watered. Proverbs nineteen seventeen. one who one who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord. It's beautiful. And he, the Lord, will repay him for his good deed. Glory to God. So these are just some of the things that were on my mind tonight that I wanted to share. And, and well, it's been on my mind for a, a couple of days, but, you know, really just all day today. And so the Lord said, share all of them. So just to recap, number one, remember the good news gospel. <laughs> Not only what it means for you, right? It makes you whole and it gives you eternal life. But also, number two, share the gospel, the good news with others. Help them to, to get saved. This brings glory to God. Don't hesitate to lay hands on the sick. They will recover. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. Let God demonstrate his power you know, in you, through you, to others. Number three, be a doer of the word. Faith and actions go together and they make your faith complete. Mm. And then remember the law of sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow, you will reap. This is what you sow. Love God and love people. And that's what you'll reap. Glory to God, right? Let God's love just shine through you to help others. Glory. I'm just, okay, we are totally out of time. So I just want to thank you for jumping on the broadcast. If this blessed you tonight, make sure that you share this with others. You know, I've got um, all these videos, the replays, they're on Facebook. They're also all on YouTube. I've got, you know, where you could see everything, um, you know, in one place. They're also on my website at lisaboldo.com. And I've got a podcast on in iTunes. If you just need want to listen. So I just, again, I love you. I bless you. And I ask you to share this with others so that we can advance the kingdom of God together. I love you. I bless you. And I will see you really soon. Thanks for watching The Victorious Life. And I'll see you real soon. All right. God bless you. Bye now.